When did you know Black was beautiful? I feel I always knew that I was beautiful. I definitely always felt different. Always. Always. Yeah, always. You know, I've always known Black is beautiful, definitely. Yes. It's funny you ask because I, I wrote a song when I was seven and I said, I'm a beautiful Black queen, but I'm a generous queen. That's something that my mother like always taught me. She definitely always let me know that I was beautiful consistently and she always reminded me of that. It's Julie Global Wilson, and you are listening to The Color Files. The Color Files is really special because it is a celebration of Black beauty. So you have to have that sense of self and strength and, and know that it's it's the most beautiful thing, like being Black. But you always knew that being a Black woman, you were lit. For sure, for sure, for sure. I never felt less than as a Black woman growing up, no. I love hearing stories and I love hearing people talk about the trials and tribulations, but also the successes that they've gone through. And I think we can inspire people and entertain them. My mother always taught me from a young age to know my worth. There's racism within the race and Sometimes I would go on vacation, I would get a little bit darker than I was when I left, and I would get back and people would make fun of me. If you're a fan of beauty, you're definitely going to love this because you'll probably know most of the people, if not all the people that I'm speaking to. But if you're not a fan of beauty, you're absolutely going to still love it. I have just seen Sky here. This is Iman. I am here with Miss L. Varner. I have with me Yandy Smith. Hey, this is Sir John. Sir John, celebrity makeup artist. It's my honor as the global beauty director to really bring their stories to the forefront and make sure that they are forever and always documented and people can come back. I would love all of you to tune into The Color Files on iTunes or wherever you can find podcasts. Corey Murray. Charlie Penn. The wait is so over, boo. You know which wait I'm talking about? I have an idea. Are you talking about power? Are you talking about this ghost and Tommy? I'm just going to be honest. I have decided to step out of the team ghost, team Tommy battle. I can't do it. It's like picking a favorite child. Uh, I'm going to explain. All right, go ahead. But before I do, I'm I'm Charlie Penn. I'm Corey Murray. And this is Yes Yes, Girl. Girl. All right, now we got (laughs) to seriously. Power has been like. Did it, did it even come back last summer? Like, was it like that two year thing, like no, Game of Thrones? No, no, no. It came back. It did. And it feels then like it's been you know we years. saw the death of Fifty Cent, so that was like a big thing. Kanan, 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 Kanan. Nineties <laughs> child, okay, Kanan. Remember? No. Is it? Let me stop. <gasps> Y'all, Corey. Okay, Corey Murray. Look, Kanan and Cal. I ain't ashamed. Oh, that's right. Yes. I, ain't I do remember them. I'm they not. Made the Nick movie, at Night Good and all the things. I get it. I get Good it. Good Burger, all of it. I realize there's a whole generation I missed. <laughs> <laughs> it was called uh, TGIF. Was it? I the whole it, Nick at Night thing? Thank God it's Friday. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. And they kind of got famous on that. Mm-hmm. So I think when I see that, I always think Kanan. But it's Kanan. It's Kanan. Back to okay. power. Yes. We're talking about power, you guys, because Bay is on the show this week. And I mean original black Hollywood royalty Bay. Brother to the night, Bay. Brother to, I, you know what I forgot to ask him? What? Well, we talking about Lorenz Tate, y'all. Yes. Lorenz Tate, your first crush, Bay. I forgot to ask him how many people come up to him. And try to and, kiss him? And, well, there's... <laughs> Because I that was, was not my question. I know it happens, 
but who come up to him and call him brother to the night or want him to recite that epic poem right or just any poem yeah we but did. i have a feeling he must get it a lot because he, his references to the film i was like damn you just finished filming last week it's but like he still knows the line yes because he probably yeah i mean seriously but it was it was <laughs> if you know what we we go in charlie and i go into it a bit and i think charlie you bring it up because as much as i cover entertainment charlie is like a low-key entertainment director too oh, in her great. sleep and she really loves romantic comedies but you made a good point of like that film really set the precedent for like i don't want to say black millennials but just like romance black romance millennial. black romance how it looks now mm-hmm. you know what i mean they, it wasn't like they were both struggling it wasn't right. um you know there wasn't a lot of drama you know there wasn't like right. there was kids and you know what i mean it and was it was just, before the best man right it was before the best man so. and it was just too upward how do you call it up upwardly mobile successful young black, black people men. cultured coming together they were both educated. educated. They were. They had jobs. They hobbies. They had apartments. Okay, nice ones with they paintings. Yeah, you know they could afford to just relax. And they were creative. Okay, all of them. All of that. I go off on this whole tangent, y'all, because I basically, seriously, you gotta listen, because I basically asked Lorenz to apologize, to bring Darius back to apologize to me. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> I told him Darius owes me an apology, and I'm not going to tell y'all why I asked that, because you got to listen. But I asked Darius Love Hall for an apology on Yes Girl Podcast, (laughs) and Corey laughed at me right then, just like she is now. But you know what? You felt me, though. I did. You felt me, though. I need an apology for those trips to Chicago looking for something that wasn't there. Because it still was a fictional character. Girl. I know. But he played it so well. Him and Nia Long, it's just... You know what my favorite, thing, funny, my funniest moment though with Love Jones always was though. I was so mad that Nia's hair got wet, and I know it was relaxed. <laughs> I know it was relaxed, but I was mad because the first perm I ever. Okay, I'm about to really play myself. But I'm gonna tell my truth. The first perm I ever got, like the first time I got my hair relaxed, which a bit was a bit delayed. I want to say it was like sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. When did Love Jones come out? I was. I was a college graduate and living in New York. It was, I mean, full disclosure, I graduated in 95, so yeah. Okay, all right, all right, 97, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So it was like middle school for, no, 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 okay. All right, so it wasn't my first perm, but I thought I could wash my perm and still look glorious because of Nia. I really did. And you know that's not, that ain't it. I smelled all the chemicals. But I think she made you feel like everyone had whatever curl pattern that was that you could. Because we know it was relaxed. She was yeah. a natural. Yeah. But she was in the rain looking fabulous. And I definitely. And I did the little short. Remember she had like the shortcut with the little choppy bang. Like everything <laughs> I did at that point in my life happened because of Love Jones. I'm serious. I, I had spoken word notebook. Like Lorenz. And that's supposed not even to be it. Nina. I was supposed to be Nina, but in and then we had Dead Presidents. We had yes. Why Did Fools Fall in Love, Frankie Lyman story. We had the Inkwell, which we didn't get to talk to him about because I only found out about black folks going to the vineyard because of the Inkwell. And I still need to make it up there. Yeah. Do y'all go to the vineyard? Can y'all let us know? The vineyard is lit like for about two or three weeks in August. Is nothing but yes. black. Oh my God. So I went up there maybe two summers ago just for an event. So I was only there for literally 48 hours, but That's I got everything. looped into some... Um, chat group 
like an HBCU chat group. You to told hang. me. They, I was like. They're plotting what? to go next year, right? Plotting They're already on it. on it. And shout out to Julie Wilson, who's there. With her fam. With her fam. She's it's literally like where black there. excellence goes. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Corey? I'm going to, you know what? We, I'm going to challenge us. Okay. Because I feel like this is the third year we've had Martha's Vineyard FOMO in mm-hmm. August mm-hmm. on Yes Girl. Mm-hmm. Why are we not there? No, we need to be there. Let's manifest a Yes Girl podcast rental. <laughs> Near the Obama, and I want us to do it on the <laughs> on the inkwell. There's a little gazebo there. Yes, I want us to be. It'll be outside. I want to be. I black can hear the, on um, the beach. The um the birds, the seagulls, and the yeah. Oh, back team. You. Oh my God, I need a pretzel. I have my bikini. We could have lobster rolls. <gasps> Corey, stop it, because I might just We're walk out of work right now and find a ferry. On. I'm totally stereotyping right now. But that's gonna be lit. I mean, that's the vibe. No, I'm. I just want to be on a bike with a playlist and my crochets in the wind. Could we? Ashley, could we do like a live bike riding podcast? All right, maybe not. Amazing. But still, we should. We can have GoPros. We can GoPros. All around yes. the vineyard. Can we just okay. talk and bike? Yeah, talk and bike. Y'all, don't steal our idea. It's ours. We're trademarking Wait, it. But what it would actually sound like is. <laughs> we was hot topics. That's what it would sound like. Because unless it's a flat surface. The way my workout. And what celebrity are we getting to do this? Wolf, Yvonne, oh, Orgy. True. Or we could do one of those pedicabs. Yes. Yes. All right. We got it. All right. Don't steal our idea. We're going to work it do out. They we have just, those we in my I'll tell yes, us. Yes, we yes, know yes, we yes. can tell yes. we're not. We're not. We're not. We're and we're looking this. for a black owned one, so let us know. Yes. Absolutely. Community mind. But all jokes aside, Lorenz Tate has crushed every role of his career. Yes, he has. And when you listen to this episode, and I think you'll agree, Corey Murray. This he's a whole ass man, y'all. He is and has been. A has been for some time. He's an incredibly thoughtful and talented actor and and just creator. Mm-hmm. He's a loving, devoted dad. I mean, devoted. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go in Four about his kids, kids. He shared Four Kings. Four, Four Kings. Kings. His wife is surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. He loves him. Some Thomasina Tate. Yes. Okay. His wife. I love that he said that. They were what married twelve years, but been together nineteen. Nineteen OGs in the game. Mm-hmm. OGs. They. Lo- I mean, they. He loves his wife. Yes. And we know that y'all know that, but just listening to him talk about it is like extra special. Mm-hmm. And he's just so kind and so generous and so passionate. And we kind of stand. I mean, we stand out. But you know what? I'm really digging his character on the season. I'm, I'm, what I was going to say at the top of the show is. I'm, my heart is breaking over these trailers with Ghost yeah. and Tommy and all this talk of like the big twist and the final I, betrayal. The family, when the family, you know, and ain't, what's the Jay Z lyric? <laughs> <laughs> when it's the not, family, when together, the family son, feuds, son, the family feuds. Yeah, I need to have my beehive yeah. pass revoked right now. But <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. But <laughs> it's no fun when the family feuds. No, that's how I feel about power. Mm-hmm. I had a moment. I'm back. Um, that's how I feel about it. And I don't want to see that. I'm no. not sure I'm ready. So what I'm going to do is just obsess over Rotemi and Lorenz Tate. Okay. All right. That's AKA fine. Dre and that's that's Councilman fine. Tate. I can I'm curious distract how, myself. Um, what are you going to do? Tasha, Notorious Naughton's character. That's my Her boo. arc is going to, yeah, I know she's your beauty. She, you interview yes. her for the, uh, well, actually, the, she the new issue. In the new issue. If you Serena guys haven't Williams, seen it, yeah. in the Serena Williams September issue, uh, Notorious Naughton wrote a three-page open letter to black women mm-hmm. where she really opens up. Corey, it's powerful. She opens up about her journey as a, 
a single mom, mm-hmm. um, an unexpected single mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't work out with her daughter's father. And she talks about her fears of becoming a mom and announcing her breakup to the world and what she's learned about co-parenting. And this was vulnerable. So wow. it's just a whole power moment happening. At it's Essence. a power moment. It's, the final it's a great season. show. We got to say goodbye. And you think like Angela's I said dead? on Twitter, I don't think she's dead. I think she's dead. But like Lorenz, he would not give us any tea. But that's the only thing that could shock me. No one expects Angela to be dead. So when I keep asking myself, you know, I theorize. Mm -hmm. I be theorizing. Um, Because like you said, I'm honorary. Yes. What else, like, what is the twist that would blow your mind? Because they keep setting us up for this mind Oh, that's right. You did explain this to me because you said. What um, else could happen that. Because Ghost rides for her. So he's so in love with her. That's the only thing that can make Ghost hate Tommy Mm -hmm. is if Angela dies. He can forgive Tommy if Angela pulls through. Right, like they can go through anything, but Tommy didn't kill his dad. I don't care. Don't. I'm not saying spoiler alert, y'all. You had a year. Tommy has killed his dad, and if Angela's gone, that's it. That's war. And Dre Ooh. inherits it all. Look, I'm just I guessing. Know. I don't know anything. But plot anyway, this, <laughs> this plot twist. Corey, what did you love the best about our talk with Lorenz? My favorite part of our conversation with Lorenz Tate was getting him to talk about Bronzeville, which is his audio series aka a podcast about yes. Bronzeville, which, you know, as a personal history, I lived in Chicago for six months as a kid. I didn't in know that. Second grade, yep. Went to Murray Elementary School. Shout out to that Cute. school. And um and I remember how beautiful Chicago is. You know, I've only gone back professionally and it's a city that I've wanted to know more about. Mm-hmm. But every time I do go, even even if it's a day trip, um I the Chicago history is so immense. Is. And one of the histories that I wanna well deeper into is learning about Bronzeville, mm-hmm. which I know Gwendolyn Books wrote a beautiful set of poems back in the day. Um, but I'm really interested to get into Lorenz's podcast, which is actually not even about the history of Bronzeville per se, but it's like he's taking stories and they're being acted out by Lorenz. Uh, like Lawrence a major Fi- cast. Like a major cast. Tika Sumner, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. So it's really it's storytelling. It's audio storytelling. And we have so I really loved him one. talking about that because he seemed really, really passionate about it. And I know he does a lot of great work on power. Like we said, like we love him for acting, but I also love sharing that he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes and really rides for his city. I was super impressed by Lorenz. And, I, you know, we always like to give you that little alert, like your heart's going to melt. Mm-hmm. He's just, it was a, he's a great guy, and it was a great interview. And we're excited for Power. The final season premieres this Sunday. Final season. Wow. Final season. Summer's ending, but this is our treat. It is our treat because it's going <laughs> to uh, keep us nice and toasty through fall. So thank you. Get us through it. Yep. Get into this interview with Lorenz Tate, y'all. You know I'm very excited for today's guest. I am very excited because we have, in the words of Kendrick Lamar, royalty, royalty, royalty. Yes! Uh, A brother to the night. A brother to the night. A lead singer. Okay. An OG gangster. All the roles. And a seisty councilman. Oh, man. Which we gonna talk about. But ladies and gentlemen, we have motherfucking Lorenz Tate in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago's finest. Finest. That town. Yes. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. But we're in Brooklyn at the moment. True, true that, true that. Shout town to NY. All right. Thank you for the lovely welcome, ladies. You're welcome. This is fun. Yeah. We run receipts here. Listen, y'all are lovely. Y'all are amazing. 
happy that y'all are doing this podcast. Yes. We can share information. We can talk. We can kind of get the, you know, know one another. People can get to know us. This is beautiful. Yes. I'm into it. I'm into it, y'all. All right, y'all. As we say, Lorenz Tate is in the house. Yes. We got some questions about power. Yes. But but you do other things. I got a lot of things going What's on. What's coming up? What else? I got a bunch of stuff. What you reckon? Um, as we know that uh, there's an audio series that's coming out. Uh, Bronzeville. Bronzeville. Yeah, which we'll talk about later. Uh, also, I got a film that we produced along with my producing partners, Laron and Lamar. We got a cool movie called business ethics and it's about mm. a money manager a guy in the money space okay. who creates a ponzi scheme to basically get the money from his people now here's the thing what? now so here's the thing people? listen listen oh, they ain't man. black people it's oh, like oh, they, oh, they, right, they, my bad he, okay. he a brother he get, most of his money's from white folks okay he, all he, right he, all it right. is the honestly i'm gonna keep it real he's taking <laughs> he's the ponzi scheme to the white folks. reparations yes he's getting his money so okay. we're okay with we that calm down you know? really fast dude. we were like oh okay so no he was a he's a money manager who really uh hits a wall in terms of his career mm. and he doesn't want to do this but uh in the business of trying to make money and to create wealth, he says, okay, I'm gonna see if this Ponzi scheme works. Didn't think that it would, and it does. Wow. And he keeps getting this money, but he goes down this deep rabbit hole and just the craziest, weirdest stuff happens and he has to cover his tracks by all means and all cost, so he doesn't get caught. and. It's very, very cool. It's funny. It's interesting. It's a little off kilter, but it's something that I wanted to do just because, you know, you don't really, I don't get a chance to get these kind of roles. And yeah. so I was like, all right, cool. We're going to produce this movie, okay. working with the director. And the director was like, you know, um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to, this is for a middle aged white guy. And I'm like, yeah, so who, who's going to be? We're doing it. We kept going through it over and over. And the director was like, it's you. And I'm like, it's me. I'm a middle-aged white guy. <laughs> I say, hell to the no. He says, of course not. But it's you. You you know so much about the character, and you, it's you. It doesn't matter if he's a brother. Or not it's you. It's you. I was like, okay. Yeah, I want to do. I said, but he gotta be fly. You gotta get him right. I gotta be in the right suits. I gotta have the right this and the right swag level. You gotta make sure I'm not taking all these black people money. I gotta talk to. And we get it. We get it. So bronze, uh, excuse me, business ethics is coming out, and. Speaking of like how you want to take control of your career, I want to do something. I want to go straight to the people. I was like, listen, we can go try to go set this up and do this. It's nice mm -hmm. independent, but we're going to go ahead and do it and go straight to the people. So I'm looking ways to do this straight to market, get to okay. the folks so people can see it, digital platforms and what have you, and go about it that way because okay. I really want people to see this movie. And sometimes when you get caught up in the Hollywood game, oh, you know, it's a whole bunch of things. Yes. It's a whole thing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I got uh, some cool things that's coming out with some animation, cool Ooh. stuff, but black superheroes, super characters okay. for children, for uh, girls, for, for mm -hmm. young boys, like the whole thing. But I also got stuff for adults in that space too. But that is really cool. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about ancient Kemet and what it looks like to be in Egypt mm -hmm. back in the days. But they super action heroes and fly stuff. Yes. Dopeness is coming. I'm going to be able to kind of talk a little bit more about that. Obviously, my brothers and I are storytellers. We're trying to yeah. turn some projects, um, some documentaries we're trying to do. 
uh, not trying to do. I'm gonna stop saying trying. Do that it. we're doing, doing, yeah. And it just excites me to storytell. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that we can do in terms of telling our stories as Black folks and the Black people under that African diaspora around the world. I love y'all. Essence, I love y'all. We love you back. Love you too. Okay. And you are gonna be busy. I'm You're gonna be busy. busy. But first, let, um, power now, no, no, we need some I'm power. Impressed. We need to talk about power. Okay, <laughs> we gonna let, damn, y'all got right to <laughs> power. Get cut we, okay, we know about all that fancy. <laughs> That's amazing. Doing all your fancy Black shit. Excellence. Now get to this power, okay. Black excellence. Black excellence. So we usually are privileged and we get screeners. Yes. You know, to prepare for our of interviews. Mm-hmm. So we're spoiled but then now. we heard <clears throat> stars, uh-huh. y'all not giving out screeners because it's too good. It's too good. Like you can't risk yeah, it. Yeah, they don't want to risk anything because this is the final betrayal. This is the. This but is I hear it. it specifically about the first episode. The, the quote I have is "Mouse hit the floor." Yes, yes, and uh, uh, the, uh, your mouths will not get off of the floor until the very oh, end of. Man the season my heart is beating really fast seriously y'all just have won't. taken us on a roller coaster yeah. with this show it's definitely worth the wait i know it was super super like ex- like extensive in terms of the length of us not getting the shows back on air but they wanted to take the time mm-hmm. there's a lot of special things that are going on and so um great things take time and i think this is one of the greatest that uh, you all will, will see it's pretty amazing uh, the first episode is jaw-dropping for sure. And, you know, I feel like if we did or if stars did give out screeners and a lot of stuff, people will start. Let me tell you, power <laughs> fans, y'all be figuring <laughs> stuff out. We're smart. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all say, power, you can't get past power fans. Y- y'all, everything is into detail. Mm-hmm. And that's why they play, pay close attention to the detail of the story, the nuances. And this season, what I can say, there's going to be a lot of different storylines that come to the forefront. Mm, so you get a chance okay. to say it, but you won't be thrown off. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say storylines, it's an interesting, interesting tapestry because I always say, how do they figure a way to get the A story, the B story, and all these other little sub, you know, yeah. plots and stories all together, and then they'll they'll pull people from other seasons out of like what? Like where'd you go? Where, where'd you where'd you come from? <laughs> right. Hello. And then it all works yeah. because what was said back in season three True. or what was done will come full circle. Yeah. And that's just you know it's pretty genius how they how they do it. So I wouldn't I, think like that. I would just keep I'm, it moving. No, yeah. we forget. Side note: I have been uh, binging Game of Thrones because I am the latest person to the Let party. Okay. But in watching, like even season, <laughs> I think four, uh, Jamie Lannister says. Uh, Ron asked him how do you want to die he says I want to die in the arms of the woman I love mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god they wrote they knew about this five years ago oh, before, before yeah so t- just to your point yeah. like the genius of Courtney Kemp Absolutely. having this arc she already knew I mean I guess she really knew how it was going to end yeah. well I, didn't she say once that I think she told 50 in the beginning like you're going to have to die eventually yeah she yeah. did tell yeah. me that yeah. Yeah. He, he knew it was coming I don't think he knew exactly when you know he'd get burnt up in a fire come back you know <laughs> get totaled over here do something go to jail yeah. come back he's always finding himself back in it but they knew um, that with his character Kanan they needed 
something big to happen mm-hmm. and they're always choosing who's gonna go and what's yeah. gonna happen what's gonna be pretty big and that seemed like the the one to, to do and so people were pretty shocked about that and um what's gonna happen in, in six is is pretty is heavy i your character congressman tate I feel I'm always feeling away. I love him, but he's just shady. Oh, he's shady. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> like, so, he's so good. the count. Listen, the councilman, the councilman, councilman. Rashad, oh, I'm sorry, the, councilman. Sorry, congressman. Councilman. He, he has a Congress president. He's yes. local. He local. He's, he's local. But listen, there's something to be said about a local guy. Yes. Grassroots. A lot of people don't understand a little bit Hello. about Rashad. Rashad is a a, a, a community organizer. His background. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna find out a little bit more about him in season six for sure. There's okay, gonna be some okay. discoveries, but you know, again, he's in his mind, he's a man of 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 the people. He's the voice of the people, but he's dealing with politics, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in politics, you gotta kind of have, it, in a way that you gotta have the mindset: either you're gonna be, you know, a wolf, or you're gonna be the sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he understand he's around sharks all the time. So how do you thrive and how do you go up that ladder, uh, the political ladder, if if you don't know how these sharks work? And you got to yeah. be able to have that Teflon, you know, um, you know, sort of armor around you in order to deal with it. And what we see that is what I'm getting from a lot of the audiences. See, they're not used to people talking reckless to their beloved ghost. <laughs> they ain't used to somebody also in the room. And he's like, yo, my heart ain't pumping no Kool-Aid. We good, what? Yeah. I'm telling you, this is what it's, this is what it is, this is what it's gonna be, and you're gonna see to it. Mm-hmm. You're dismissed. <laughs> see, no one is used to people, and just me yeah. saying that right now, People are listening. Yeah, they in they, 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 they their feelings right now. Because <laughs> right councilman just told ghosts to be dismissed. And you see, you have to understand, at this point, we don't know, we don't know if councilman knows who ghost is. He sees him as yeah. James St. Patrick. Yep. Yeah. So he's dealing with a businessman. Mm-hmm. He knows he's, he's from the, the, the community. He knows he's from the hood. They come from the same, you know, city. Yeah. They come from the na- same neighborhood, yeah. Queens. And... You know, it's it's fair to say that uh, ghosts could have easily been someone that is in the political realm. Mm-hmm. There's easily to say that, who knows, Rashad could have gone the route that he has. So you have these two characters that now are equally yoked. And, you know, I feel like because Tate is coming in fourth season, fifth season, you know, with his agenda, it's it's a transition for folk, you know, but it's oh, yeah. it's definitely I feel like this recipe for drama. It gives the storytelling something else to to sort of see, mm-hmm. and we peel back the layers. We don't really get into a lot of politics often in our storytelling when I talk yeah. about black folks, mm-hmm. and it's nice to be able to see how we can sort of peel back some of those layers of what is really going on and how it's done. Yeah. We sort of turn our ears and off to it. We, we, you know, we, we kind of look the other way because we're not really intrigued oftentimes. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just generalizing this and not, I'm, just, I'm just saying that when it comes to politics, uh, oftentimes laws and, and policies and things, when you start hearing about it, it's all encrypted. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, when you don't hear from a politician that's speaking in layman's, you know, it, yeah. it can kind of turn you off or you're just not oh, yeah. I- I- interested. It doesn't mm-hmm. keep your, your attention for very long. And I feel like there's something interesting about the Rashad Tate character and what it means to, you know, have someone in the community doing what he's doing yeah. and how he's involved with the ghost character and ghost uh sort of needing something else to do and wanting to get away from, you know, his own reality in a yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it opens it up for different audiences to, to watch the show. I have to ask who, you know, as an actor, you, you know, you have to look for inspiration. So who is your inspiration for Rashad? Mm. Well, there's been a, a combination of them. Um, when I first started, developing the character in my mind and also with Courtney Kemp she was like you know there's a couple different people uh I looked at uh I looked at Corey Booker Mm -hmm. I looked at Kasim Reed Mm -hmm. you know I looked at a few people um that I thought had some relatability in terms of the community with people uh and sort of based it from from there mm-hmm. i wanted to go with people that were more contemporary yeah it's funny as you were talking i thought immediately um and in watching your arc on the show um i don't know if you've ever been around ray nagan when he was mayor of new orleans no i haven't been around yeah him, he had yes. that swag right, right. and that that definitely a way to get to the people but then you know yeah. with a little switch of the tie he's and that's know. what i wanted to put on mm-hmm. it you know i wanted to make sure that he look like something, he walked into the room, he leads with a smile, he wants to make people feel comfortable around him, he wants people to understand that they can trust him, Mm -hmm. so he has all these things. And when he's, his plans or his agenda is not going as they should, you can see how he kinda turns, Mm -hmm. you know? In one minute he's high-fiving, Everybody, he's hugging mothers, kissing babies, and doing his. And then all of a sudden, he turns his around, and he's yeah. like, "Yo, you know, I, I, the next step could be you in this East River over yeah. here." Yeah, <laughs> with a smile, the smile, with a smile. Like, so uh-huh. there's a, there's always this uh, you know possibility of danger, mm-hmm. which I I love, and so yeah, season six is going to really see more of Rashad in ghosts in that world. And mm-hmm. one of the things I, I spoke to Courtney about, you know, because I wanted to know like, what was your, you know, reasoning of going down this road of doing the politics. Yeah. And they could have gone with anyone, but they mm-hmm. thought it would be nice to go with a brother. Yeah. It makes sense. That mm-hmm. just, because it appeals to us, we don't see yeah. it often enough. Yeah. And it's just more interesting. Yeah. Because we don't follow a lot of black politicians in this way. And he's starting from the grass level he's not mm-hmm. established high up um you know as you exactly. mentioned as a congressman like a yeah. or right, a senator exactly. just yet so yeah. he's in and his aspirations are to 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 go and be a governor mm-hmm. and so what yes. courtney wanted to do was have an elected you know black governor. black governor or at least have the run and see what that campaign is mm-hmm. and this is his aspirations to be a governor yeah because what is it's he wants to have control or have influence of the entire state mm-hmm. than just being a local guy as we talked about earlier and again it's you know I, t- I tip my hat off to the creators and 
those who want to go down this road because they wanted to do something else other than okay what else is dirtier than than the drug game or the street yeah. game or this sort of underworld and these the, the, the distribution of 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 narcotics or whatever Politics. i mean we've seen it pop you know play out right now on a national it's level playing so. out right now exactly now they thought I think I believe uh, Amari Hartwick wanted to go into maybe like Wall Street money because he was thinking mm-hmm. which is which is smart because yeah, he yeah. wants to be put himself yeah. in another powerful place and Wall Street is is sort of one part of it but right. if you have the government you run the whole gamut so oh, you okay. can bring in Wall Street you can bring in all the the bankers and the billionaires police, you can get everybody. police you can get local you can get all of it and we don't really talk about it enough we don't really see it enough and it's these are definitely uh nuggets that are going to continue to open up throughout the season mm-hmm. in a way that is palatable in a way that it doesn't turn you off or you don't you don't have any interest i really believe they are doing it in a mindful way in the power family storytelling way it makes okay. sense we are like ready for We're this ready. season. But We're you ready. mentioned Omari. We recently had Rotimi on the show. Yes. It's a bunch of good guys on this show. Yes. It's a good cast. Well, yes. in real life. In real life. Because Dre is yeah, trash. Yeah, because Dre is <laughs> trash on the, on the Listen, show. Listen, I just saw some episodes <laughs> with uh, with Rotimi and 50 yesterday. We were just watching some episodes. Man, Dre is Hard. what? Dre is off the chain. Yes. Tariq is off the yeah. chain. <laughs> it's like, yo, wait, the I was level a, of bullshit that they crazy. on, man, is but crazy. But you know, I feel bad for the actor who plays Tariq. I know. I was at a power that. party at, uh, uh, oh God, Cipriani. Oh yeah, right. And um, <laughs> he got on stage. And they booed? They, they booed. booed. And he was so. like, yo, I'm not Tariq. He was like. <laughs> the power fan passion is so real. Right. My friend's power went out one night and she couldn't watch. And she found somebody who had recorded it on their TV, on their phone while watching it and played it on Facebook Live. And she put herself through that because she couldn't wait till the power came back on. Listen, that is a power oh, that's fan. A fan. That's dope. That's but that's the, the level. The levels of the, the power passion really high. When you speak of Michael Rainey Jr. Oh, Michael Rainey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah dealing yeah. with the fact that, shout out you know, Michael. shout out to <laughs> young Michael dealing with that. And I have to point out that uh, someone as young as he is mm-hmm. to deal with the kind of criticism based on a character that he plays yeah. is pretty tough for yeah, a young a young person, yeah. especially in this time mm-hmm. where you're dealing with social media and the pressures and the mm-hmm. expectations that you, you that has been put on so all true. of anyone in this social media networking space. For him to deal with that, we talk about bullying, we take oh, yeah. it, and people totally don't care. Mm-hmm. And he has been able to handle that since he was 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17, where most children, I got a point of, he was a child yeah. still, who we would normally say, oh, why are y'all bullying these kids? Why are y'all doing, when we have people who want the death mm-hmm. 
of mm-hmm. someone and it's like yo it's just honestly i know we're passionate and it's great and we'll ride along for it because us as actors we live with these people that we play we portray we live with that right because when people come up to me they be like yo rashad tate man what's up with you dog like yeah. what's going on and you got to live with it it's all good right. and i and I, but for a young man to have to deal with that is tough but he it's does great. it with a grain of salt he you know finds a way to just kind of cope with it yeah. and he's cool he sort of understands why he is nothing like Tariq. He would no, not yeah, do of any of that stuff no. right. that Tariq is doing. He's just not that person right. at all, but he plays it so well my sister that, killed. you know, uh, listen, the Tariq character drives me crazy too. <laughs> but I have the, the, the pleasure to, to work alongside him and see him. And he's a, a really nice young man and he's handling everything and uh, super talented and I'm, and I'm happy for him. But the passion for the power, mm. the characters, man, it's like you cannot, Next level. It I was telling Corey, my husband got spoiled by those advanced trailers we used to get. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, okay, you can watch it with me, but you can't say anything. Can't say anything. Mm-hmm. The other day he was like, uh, we didn't get those power DVDs. I was like, stop it. Yeah, it's no. over. No, it didn't and, happen. And we're pretty, we're pretty good about keeping things, you know, yeah. tight, tight lip. Because uh, someone we were just doing an interview recently, and uh, Terrence J went on a vacation he and Lala and all the friends oh yeah and everybody. we saw yeah. that we yeah. covered it in Bermuda right. Right. I was like Bermuda. I didn't want to go to Bermuda okay. I, wanted, I wanted to go too and I was like <laughs> yeah. what's up but they were saying how Lala never told Terrence J anything oh, wow. about the show and he was coming back here to interview us but she never told him anything about it at all and it's serious we just don't talk about it yeah. I don't talk about it at home you know, my brothers, they were like, yo, you know, how did everything go? And, I, they, and they don't want to know. Like, our close people, they don't really, they really don't want to know. So we keep everything pretty much. And the secret's okay. not safe. Yeah, the know? secret. So it's, and also, we don't want it to come from us. If it, true, true, if true. it happened, <laughs> it didn't come from me. It did Are not. you secretive in your real life? I mean, what, <clears throat> not when it's power related? Do you, mm-hmm. uh, do you, are you a good person for secrets? Um, I said, I'm pretty, yeah, I guess I could keep a, 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 a secret. Bit? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not, because I feel like why I'm, if there's something that I know that has been, you know, either told to me or shown to me or something that I, I need to keep to myself, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good about it. You okay. know, I like to believe I'm pretty good about it with the respect to whomever else has, has told me whatever that, that secret is. Okay, but plot twist, do you tell your wife? Because my husband says there's no secrets between lovers. And I laugh <laughs> at that all the time because I'm like, nope, still not telling. She doesn't really want to know. There you go. Okay. You know, I mean... She's pretty good too. Like if I did tell her, she's not gonna say anything. Like lock drawer. Man, she's not gonna do it. Love she's it. she's better than me with with those kinds of things. <laughs> like she don't say nothing. I'm like, yo, like, are there any other secrets that you ain't telling me? What's happening? <laughs> and she's no, just straight face. No, no, she's like, straight. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Like, no, she doesn't say, no, she doesn't say anything. But I don't. Uh, I don't have that 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 problem because she she doesn't want to know until she sees it. Okay. Can yeah. we talk about our other favorite roles? Because, I mean, yes. seriously, I know we, I mean, Love Jones, every black woman on earth mm. has that movie in her top five. We know this, but here's where I want to go with you. So, you know, all classic rom-coms have like a classic debate. Mm. So with Titanic, it was, did Rose have room on the raft? For, you know, you've seen the diagrams and everything. So the debate with my friends and I is always about whether Nina was wrong for doing Darius like that or told, if she was just I being, told Charlie, I did. You know oh, what I mean? I told Charlie I dated a guy 
and I was in Love Jones heaven. And then he goes, you know, Nina was, uh, I mean, back then we didn't say trash, but he was like, you know, she was trash. Yep. I was like, no, she wasn't. And he goes, no, she was completely wrong. So I went back and watched it. Right. with that POV and I was like she oh wrong. my gosh she yeah. was dead wrong, dead wrong. Yeah. every step of the way I do not support her actions yeah. so, what, what, are your so what do you think um, listen Darius was in love <laughs> and when I, think, when, when I think when I think about you know Darius and the way he sees Nina he, the love was so real and so different that he would get through that and as he did because he couldn't shake it. It was so heavy. He made that he, Yeah, he was in there making scrambling eggs. Like, well, listen, when you over there making the eggs the in the things. morning, you know what I'm saying? Shirt off, the whole thing. The it's like, come on. Thing. So I feel like he was, they both were so heavily into whatever it, they were doing. Mm -hmm. But then you gotta also then feel, <clears throat> there are women who feel like, you know, she was just, you know, living her life. Making, making her, her options. Own, making, mm -hmm. Keeping her options open, <laughs> open, and she was not gonna allow her feelings to get in, in, in uh, uh, ahead of her, her mind and her yeah. career and what she needed to do with her own life. But when that love Jones comes down, you know what it is. I do feel like it's Darius serious. owes me an apology though, because okay. as a single woman, I was out here looking for a brother who could speak spoken word, okay? <laughs> do photography, use a typewriter, ride a hey, motorcycle, you were, you were good in a leather jacket, and I was very disappointed. Okay, no offense to my husband, whom I love, yes, but being course. single in those streets, I even went to Chicago once, like, where is he? Where is he? Hello? Oh, man. I mean, but you sold like the perfect, brother wow. he was artsy and smart and right. deep and had cool friends that bang on drums at their house <laughs> while they play spades like what is that where is that neighborhood i need to go Which, don't you feel like i kind of really forgot sold? about all about that part yeah. oh i did it no she knows well, you know this is a talk about passion this no, one this is, is passionate, passionate. This is i'm the love editor okay. so like I, I had to explain to a lot of women darius is not Quite real. You right. can get a brother with a Darius vibe, Darius Love Hall vibe. Yeah, there was some pressure. There was a little pressure for me after doing that movie because you know they would expect yeah. Darius to show up. You know, <laughs> they're like, "Yo, what's happening? What the incense and the in right. the, the finger snaps?" And I'm thinking, "Um, oh, dang!" And like, you got to give me a poem, yeah. and I want something new. Yeah. And I'm thinking, something new. You're like, I, I don't, I don't really write poem. the the poems like that. I mean, I could try. <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to, you know, Mr. Love Hall, but um, it, it was. Uh, listen, it was a it was an interesting time, and I'm happy that the movie has stood the test of times. Mm -hmm. The characters, because once again, uh, we people really connect with those kinds of people. Why? Because it's us telling our side of who yeah. we are. Yes. Oftentimes when it comes to storytelling, in particular in Hollywood, mm -hmm. we historically have had to deal with other people telling us who we are and how we should be and telling the stories and we just fill those positions as actors. But when you become a storyteller as a director, mm -hmm. when you become a writer, when you become a producer and you say, well, this would happen differently than the way you have written it, the way the Hollywood version goes. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with making these characters bigger than life, larger than life, mm -hmm. because that's what we wanna do mm -hmm. in this space, right? But at the same time, the authenticity is so important, the integrity is so important. Yeah. And early on, we knew that. We knew it's like, this is this is how we would do it. Right. You know, in the yeah. moment where uh, she says, 
Nina tells Darius to, you know, um, you know, which let's just wait. I, we already did this, but like, you know, I, I don't want to do it again. Right. I, I want to, you sleep on the couch. And he's like, nah, 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 I don't want to wait. For him. He's like, I don't want to wait. I'll take mine right now again and again and again. We, 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 I'm not sleeping on no couch, but that is something the way we would do things. And mm-hmm. she's trying to be the woman who is like, okay, I got standards, I have principles, yes. we went too fast, I wanna kinda start over. Slow it on down. Yeah, slow it down. Let's just kinda like, not forget what <laughs> happened, but kinda like, forget what happened. Pause a little, pause a little bit. He's yeah. like, come on, we really gonna pause? Let me play something for you. You know what I'm saying? Let me play a little <laughs> oh, stuff for you. Hold on a second. My heart just smiled. Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled up your post, okay. which is nearly 250, a quarter of a million people have liked this photo you posted of you and Nia Long. Because of that a, hashtag. Where was this picture? And yes, let's talk about the hashtag, which is we might need to do a sequel. Wow. Thoughts? Um, first, the photo was at an award show, mm-hmm. and um, it was something that uh, I came across because Nia and I had been just talking recently. You know, she just b- back and forth. We 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 do every now and again. We got to get on the phone, just kind of chop it up. And right. um, there was a couple projects that we were we were talking about, and I and I ran past this photo, and I was like, wow, this is it. Just said something to me, yeah. and you know, that was a real moment. You know. Mm-hmm she still makes me laugh mm-hmm. and I feel like I can still make her laugh. And we, okay. we, we that that was going on over the phone when we were having this conversation. And I thought it was just like, you know what? I wanna, I wanna post that feeling that I had after having a conversation with Miss Neil Long. And it was right at the time. And so uh, I was pleasantly surprised that so many people, you know, sort of like, okay, so what's happening? What's going on in the hashtag? We, you know, we might, might need to do a, a sequel. Yeah. I I felt like that could be something if it's done right. Mm-hmm. You know, what we really want to do is service the people who love that movie so much. Yeah. And as I always say, it's a blessing and a curse. The blessing is like, you know, we have a great movie. We could <laughs> totally, you know, win. The curse is like, you got to do it right. Yeah. Otherwise, what have you done to the first one? You know, so mm. we don't want to affect the first. So it's we we always struggle with you that. You got a Godfather to it, okay. right? Yeah, it has to be, and, and you can't you can't do the Godfather three version. No, 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 did, no, no my work. brother. Best Man Holiday work. pulled it off. So best I Man think Holiday, that's yeah. That no, Best Man Holiday absolutely you know, did it. Can be done. Yeah, but this was first of that kind. You yeah. know, right. I believe this was the first of that kind, and so mm-hmm. people have their very specific memories of what that means and what it was. And so it was a feeling. She and I was feeling Love Jones. And I was like, let me post this and, you know, put it out in the universe. Who knows? Maybe it'll come back and something special could happen. But did you direct it? Um, yeah, I was like, because we see you. uh, That's what you received, you You produced. Honestly, right. Honestly, I, I I would rather the original director to come back and I know he has been you know away uh, for a while and he's you know sort of getting back into it but it I don't know I felt like I feel like if we did it a great job the first time why not mm-hmm. bring back all the, the people and the pieces again but again this is just all a conversation right now yeah. uh, and at the end of the day I would absolutely love to work with Nia on something and she and I just recently the other day were talking because there was another project that she had called me about and she was like listen what about this and 
you know, there was she she's thinking about me and there's another actor, a couple of producers thinking about and I was like, you know, I think it's best to go with that other actor. She she agreed. I said that he's a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. I said, You need he's really good for that role. Mm-hmm. Y'all should go do that movie. And I said, What we need to do is figure out specifically what it is that we want to do if it's not a sequel we should figure something out maybe in that same space mm-hmm. that still gives people that feeling yeah those good vibes yeah, it's because it's gonna be hard or we got to do something or and i and i hit her with a text or it could be a, a crazy ass action film and we just do something totally different <laughs> it's like no but we got to be in love yeah we action like but you know secretly yeah, yeah we secretly we love, but we gotta, love again what was the movie uh, brad pitt angelina uh, mr and mrs smith yeah we can we can do a little we could do a little yeah we got to keep the love involved if it and, and what's so crazy is like, you know, my wife was like, well, if you do something with Nia, that shit gotta be a classic. She was like, come on, man. I said, see, your I, I wife rock really rides for she you. Do, I, I love said, that she's a fan of y'all. Yeah, chemistry. she's like, you got. She's like, you gotta do a classic. And I said, see, I, I mess with you. I really do. <laughs> I really mess with you. Like, damn. And you know, and Nia, Nia is like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta do it. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, whenever we cover, well, you may not know, so I'm going to tell you. Whenever we cover you and your wife mm-hmm. and y'all's love mm-hmm. on Essence.com, mm-hmm. it goes viral. Oh, wow. Over Amazing. and over oh, sweet. and over again. Nice. People stand for y'all's love. Thank you. You've been uh, married like 13 years. Yes. Thir- no, tw- wait, wait, wait. Man, you about to put me on the spot. <laughs> I was like, get it right. I didn't expect Get it right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 12, 12 years married. Um. 19 all in. Oh, I love that. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've been together. Yeah, we, yeah, we got four children. We've been together almost a, a, a dub, man, almost 20 years. It's crazy. She what put, kind she of husband beautiful. are you? Because we know, like, from the we know you adore your wife. <laughs> yes. But how would you describe yourself as a husband and father? Oh, wow. Um, I'm, I, I like to believe I'm a really good friend to my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I think friendship is so important. And I see her as a queen. You know, I, I always talk about my queen this, my queen that, and she does the whole thing, my king. And there's a level of respect. And um, what we do is we've always built our relationship on the principles and the standards that work for she and I. Mm-hmm. So whatever Thomasina and I feel like this is what we're doing. And we can take the best of things from other people that we've seen, and we've, and family or friends, but at the end of the day, it's what works for us. Yeah. And we keep it, you know, to, it, there's, a, there's a sense of privacy that is important to us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a, in a way, a superpower in a way, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to our family, that's so important. And for me, I just want to make sure that I'm present uh, for my wife and my children. I want to make sure that my four sons have all the best that they can have as young you know kings growing up i want to make sure that they are you know they're loved they're uh, protected that they are um, looked after that they're educated that they um, have a lot of support it does take a village and you know we have family that are involved and we're involved with other people that are in our families i think it's really important we like to keep in mind that raising boys in America that are black boys mm-hmm. are, you know, that's a very important thing for us. And we take it very seriously. And it's a beautiful thing. 
it's the best thing for us in the world to raise boys who are young black kings. That's the best thing. I I I I love it, and I'm I'm grateful and I'm thankful, and it's just um, a part of me that you know is super super special. I like to do my thing with my family, but what I'm doing is they. I find I was telling my brother I was like, yo man, basically my my wife and children, you know, have to share me with the rest of the world, right? And that's a big thing to ask. So when. I'm with the family. I'm just a regular guy. My children, my boys, they don't care about none of this stuff. Like, man, like, what we, what, what, what's up? What's up with the uh, the Xbox, man? I need to get to the game, you know? Or where's my, where's my, where's my, my treat? I want an extra treat, and I know the difference between a treat and a snack. And I'm like, wait, a snack? I thought a snack. No, 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 Dad. I had a snack, but now I need a treat. After you had the snack, I'm like, okay. But fatherhood is the, the thing that has really allowed me to grow and to be more uh, determined to do things, not only for, you know, my family, but building out, you know. Community is something that I feel like we've gotten away from as black people, as people, black people all around the world. Community is something that uh, mm-hmm. has gotten us through yes. for so long. And it's those principles and standards are so important to us. My mother and father, who are still together, God bless them. I don't listen. I don't know. My mom and daddy still together. They've been since since high school, like 51 years. So beautiful. They still together, and I'm thinking to myself, man, moms, how did you do it? Pops, what did y'all do? You know what I'm saying? And 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 they they grew up together. You know what I mean? They're they're you know they've been knowing each other since they 15, 16. My mom. Uh, went to her high school prom with that dude that's sitting next to me my brother she was he was he was in her her belly you know and my pops was a a young dad but he didn't give up Mm -hmm. on the family he didn't give up and our grandparents didn't give up and whether you have differences or not I think family is so important so when you think when you ask like what is it like to be a husband and and a father right now I mean the marriage is so important, but I gotta say that when you be, have a family, because marriages and relationships aren't guaranteed. They're just not. And I really believe that when you make that, that choice, and I use that word specifically, it's a choice. She's choosing to be with me, I'm choosing to be with you. And we, you know, at, at, you know, at any time, for whatever reason, you can split. You can make that decision whether it's just like you guys aren't, aren't feeling it no, anymore or there's some toxicity that doesn't need to, to be in your lives, whatever the case may be, you can do that. How do you do that with children? You don't. You don't do that with children. You know what I mean? You ride it out however it is. And I feel like compatibility is so important. And I feel that even though relationships may not work, you should still have the commitment to work with your family and your children because we need it. It is obvious. Families, when people are working together to make sure that these, these people are the best versions of themselves, our, 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 our world is better. It just, it, it just is. And we have that in mind. You know, we understand that our children, you know, we, we, can't, we can't make a choice with yeah. them and depart from them yeah. if we have a rocky time. She and I can, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go to this room, I'm gonna go to this room and deal with this. 
separate band. But yeah, but but the but the family unit, and sometimes people no. think that will keep you. That doesn't have to keep you. It doesn't. Family doesn't. But I'm talking about co-parenting and raising children is a commitment and you can do it it doesn't and sometimes you know it doesn't mean you have to necessarily be in the same city all the time like i work in new york Mm -hmm. my family is in la what do i do i go home every week put the time in i make a commitment I put oh, yeah. the time in, and some people may say, well, listen, through circumstances, Lorenzo Tate. <laughs> or they say sometimes Lorenzo Tate. <laughs> I said, knock off the O, man. Lorenzo Tate, you know, you can do that. Well, I've worked to a place where I found it where it was necessary. Or if I felt like I needed to be in one city and my family is on one city, yeah. you know, I wouldn't do it if I couldn't. I would say, well, listen, this doesn't work for me. There's been plenty of opportunities where I say, nah, I can't go because I'm going to be gone from my family for mm-hmm. months at a time. I'm not doing that. That's not going to work. Either they're coming with me or we're going to find some way. And I have friends who may not even be with the, the, their ex-wife or their spouse or whatever it is, but they make it work with the family. Like, listen, we don't have to. You can stay in the hotel over here. The kids are with me. I'm working. You can, people can work it out. Or, yeah, you make it. I, I just think I encourage it. Well, you know what, Lorenz? We're going to forever support you. Forever. And Thomasina and the boys. Okay. Thank you. We want to have you back on to talk about Bron- Bronzeville. Back. Oh, we can talk about Bronzeville really quickly. It's coming yes. out. Um, Bronzeville is the story of a family in 1947, uh, south side of Chicago. Very prominent family. They were the p- pillars of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what life was like for black folks Mm -hmm. at a time where we didn't think that we could have that american dream all the things that i kind of talked about when it when we talk about you know group groupism us being together they did that and we wanted to tell a story so we did season one of that with Lawrence fishburne Mm -hmm. tika sumter amari hartwick wood harris lamar tate my brother leron produced it along with uh, and it's Helen's, a podcast, it's correct? A, it's I a podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's a podcast, and people can you know download and listen to Bronzeville. It's incredible, incredible yeah. storytelling, and it's theater of the mind. It's beautiful, and we have a season two. We just did it again with Lawrence Fishburne, Makai Pfeiffer. Again, my brother Lamar Tate, Tika Sumter. It's so many great actors who come in. We had LeVar Burton come in and do some cool stuff. Oh, uh, Harold Perrineau. People came in and slam dunk. And it's just it, listening to their voices, becoming these yeah. different characters that you listen to and you interpret. It's a beautiful, beautiful series. It'll be out at the top of next year. You know, um, we're thinking like February it'll be out because right oh, now we, okay. yeah, because mm-hmm. we just we're just we just finished it up and we mm-hmm. have to edit and put the sound mm-hmm. design in and kind of promote it. Mm-hmm. So we have a little ways for that, but it's a beautiful thing. So please look out and we'll come back and talk about that. Heck but it's yeah. beautiful because I want to keep in mind that Bronzeville black folks we owned our own banks we owned our own department stores we owned our own cleaners we owned our own hospitals we owned we owned our own supermarkets and grocery stores we own all the things that create a thriving community all the stuff that we need to continue to do we don't need to keep asking other people for permission and the reason why we're doing bronzeville and the reason why i'm saying this is because it actually happened yeah and we can do it again we don't have to live in neighborhoods we can continue to commute create communities Mm -hmm. because we need groupism Mm -hmm. more groupism and less individualism because that's how all the other people so when we look up and we say well how do they do it and how do they do it they have a code they're on code and they're Mm -hmm. raised that way off rip this is what we do Mm -hmm. we do it together Mm -hmm. 
bless y'all. Good word. That's how you end the podcast. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Yes, yes Girl, featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zant, and Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More, more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram and at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.